I always tell people, bring someone else into the process with mm-hmm. you, right? If you're wondering if you're a type, put the description in front of someone who knows and loves you well and ask them what they think and what they see. Oftentimes our loved ones can see us even clearer than we can see ourselves. For me, it's been so essential to have those people in my life to have these honest conversations with. And that the Enneagram just dovetailed with that because it's full spiritual direction. Enneagram is all about seeing. And that's kind of the, the name of my business and what drives me is how can I help others? How can I walk with others and hold space for their story that they might be able to see the inner workings of who they are or of their relationships or of the spirit within their life? And from seeing to be able to wonder about, okay, what's what's the invitation? We all know how easy it is to get distracted in life or just letting things happen. And we forget to be intentional in how we're evolving. The work we're doing internally to show up as our best selves, but also the hard work of digging into what makes us tick and why we do the things we do. Well, I'm excited for today's guest, as she's not only just a delight to know, but comes from a really neat background in spiritual formation and soul care, more specifically with the Enneagram. Stacy Cooper is a certified Enneagram coach, spiritual director, and public speaker who is passionate about helping others to see, whether it's the inner workings of their own personalities how they're showing up in their relationship with others, or where the Spirit of God is moving in their lives. She has worked with individuals, couples, churches, nonprofits, and corporate teams, helping people to curiously and courageously reflect on their experiences right now and notice the invitations to greater awareness, empathy, growth, and freedom. Well, I know the Enneagram and other tests are merely tools to understanding your inner wiring, and ultimately, it is the Holy Spirit who brings us insight into our lives and allows us to grow, evolve, and change as people on a journey through life and through transitions. But I do think that today's conversation will be full of insights and wisdom, and hopefully this next bit of time will bless you immensely. So... If you're ready for it, why don't you pull up a chair, grab that cup of coffee, and dive in with us to The Places Between. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at, though, we want to help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. 
Stacy, it's so good to finally connect with you. <laughs> Wendy, it's great to be with you. Why don't we just start with having you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, a bit about who you are, whether it's a 30-second elevator pitch or even just some fall hobbies that you like since the weather is changing. Yeah, so I'm a trained spiritual director and Enneagram coach, and I just love how unique people are. And I love being able to understand how people are wired and understand how I'm wired as well. And the Lord's just really used it in my own journey and journey of others and just being outside when the leaves change, especially if you can get into the mountains with the aspen. But I feel like summer's just so wild for everyone. And then it cools and it feels like the like cool weather and the trees are just an invitation to slow down and breathe. And so I've been enjoying that. Yeah. Well, for listeners to know how you and I met, it's kind of a funny story as I was reflecting on it, preparing for today's conversation. I don't know that you totally visually picture or remember this. I remember meeting you when you and your husband were on one of your first or second dates. Was it your first date or second date? It might have been in the first like month that we met. But yeah, it was pretty early on. Yeah. Well, Okay. So I just remember walking into, we were going to see a concert and walk in and I see your husband who is a friend of friends of networks of friends that we have. And I stopped to say hi to him and was thinking, oh, this is a pretty girl with him. And you just were so calm and collected and really sweet at the same time. And I just, I know that that can be the pressure to meet other extended friends that it's like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? But I also noticed that you just have this sweet confidence about you. And it's probably due to a lot of the self-work that you've done and just the background that you come from. But sometimes situations like that don't always go, it's a little awkward, like, hey, meet my new person and (laughs) meet my friends. And yeah, so it was just really sweet. And I couldn't wait to hear that you guys were engaged and now you would you still consider yourself newlyweds i guess so it's been two and a half years like covid was a weird time warp so who yeah (laughs) yes absolutely well it's so fun to continue to see you as part of the denver community and i am eager to dive into your expertise with enneagram so let's talk all things enneagram sure Okay, so you say when you discovered Enneagram, along with the spiritual formation program that you were on or doing with the seminary, that they were both sources of insight and personal growth in your life. You say spiritual direction helped you notice, understand, and join with the movings of God, while the Enneagram helped put to words some of the deepest and most driving aspects of who you were. That's so neat to see those collide and come together. I'd love to share about my experience with Enneagram, but tell me a little bit about how did you discover Enneagram? Yeah, so I was studying at Denver Seminary, getting my master's in Christian formation and soul care. And it was kind of towards the end of my time in seminary, our professor walked us through the Enneagram as a way to know ourselves better within our spiritual journey. And I absolutely typed as one thing and loved it. (laughs) And then found out later 
through the program meeting with the spiritual director that I was a very different type that I did not like at first. (laughs) But I noticed at the same time that some of the language that I was learning about the type that I really am were language the Holy Spirit had been speaking to me over the last decade, right? Invitations that he had been giving me towards growth and healing and walking with him. And so it really dovetailed beautifully with just this incredible spiritual journey that I was on of learning to listen to his voice better and to walk with him. So yeah, it was a gift for those two to come together. Wow. I just love that. Well, and I love how the Lord brings insight in these different avenues. I mean, you're in seminary, you're already doing the work to get to know yourself and study how to help others. And then here comes this amazing tool that sheds like so much light onto just different aspects of your personality. I just think conversations that I've had with people that we've talked about the different personality tests, like the Myers-Briggs or Strengths Finders. And like, I remember those being gold for me when I was younger in my 20s, trying to understand like how I operated and um, especially the DISC profile, really understanding my work habits and The first time I took Enneagram back in like, I think it was 2016, I actually tested as something different. Mm -hmm. I tested, which we'll get into the numbers if you guys are listening. I tested as a three with a six and a nine, which is I know not common to be a perfect triangle. A lot of times it's a wing number, but I still could relate to that. And then the next two or three times that I tested personally, I tested as something completely different. And now as I know a lot more about it, I really do identify as a total seven, (laughs) the enthusiast, not just in healthy areas, but in things that I can look back and be like, oh, that was my unhealthy part coming out. So I'd love for you to share just aspects that you loved about discovering Enneagram. You just shared that you thought you were one thing, you discovered you were another And even in the disappointment of discovering this other not so great traits, how did that help you? Yeah. So to give a little more context, I thought I was a two. Helper kind of fits with the calling God's given me to walk alongside of others. And I just loved every aspect of it, right? (laughs) And then uh, in sitting with a spiritual director, which you're not supposed to type people, but she did 20 minutes in, told me that I was a four. And it was really hard to come to terms with some of the aspects of the four that's darker, heavier, maybe more emotionally driven. And yet, I find that some of those aspects that are harder to accept about ourselves in our Enneagram type, there's such an invitation there to, as David Benner would say in Gift of Being Yourself, to bring those things into the presence of God and find them to be healed and loved. Mm -hmm. And so as much as it was difficult to accept some of those things about myself, I knew them to be true. And there was such an invitation to experience God's love and come to be able to love myself in those places as well. I mean, that's been a decade-long journey, but it's been such an essential one. I think it's oftentimes as much as we love ourselves is as much as we're able to let in the love of God and really believe it and know it to be true. Yeah, that's so true. 
when we can confront those dark sides Mm -hmm. potentially. And it's not that it's, you know, for some people thinking dark, like, oh my gosh, the stuff you would never tell anyone. It's probably just our response and how we interpret life's happenings and then the way that we react or respond. And when we can understand that more about our responses, for example, one of the unhealthy sides of what my number would be is anytime there's a super level of depth and exposure, I would think for lack of a better description, something that makes you super uncomfortable vulnerably as a seven, the unhealthy seven would distract themselves with lots of activity, lots of like, oh, we're not going to go there. Or potentially I've heard another speaker call it turtling where it's like you pull in and tail and head, just like you pull into your safe spot. Well, knowing that about yourself, if you know how you respond, then you can actively combat that to be like, okay, what would be a healthier response, right? Yes. This beautiful kind of overlap of our spiritual journeys in the Enneagram, those are places that we can bring to prayer. Mm -hmm. Instead of it just happening on a subconscious level, and we're just reacting and responding when we can know it and accept it, then it can be a place where you could invite the Lord. Hey, I'm turtling feels a lot safer in this moment. This feels like a scary place to walk into. And even imagining him, would you take me by the hand? Yeah. Walk with me into these places. Let me know your presence. Give me that courage to walk into that space. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So for some people that are listening, they're probably like, what the heck is Enneagram? (laughs) Okay, So you're listening, you figured out by now it's some type of personality test. I will let Stacy, as the expert, give like a high level. It's nine different personalities, but then really within it, some people say 27. Yeah, so exactly. Enneagram is made up of nine numbers that describe a person's not just way of being in the world, but what's happening underneath the surface. What are our main fears, main motivators, main desires? Oftentimes, our personality is formed and reinforced in childhood, mm-hmm. right? So with the Enneagram, you see in each type a really incredible strength that each type brings. And you see in childhood, whether we had a great childhood or a difficult one, we learn to use our strengths to survive, to get love, and to be well in the world. So the Enneagram shows how kind of we've overdone our strengths and we continue in adulthood to overdo our strengths in ways that just become so innate, so habitual that we don't even think about it. But it gives us an awareness of, okay, what is the gift that we bring? What's the incredible strength we each have as an individual, as well as what are those places where we might just, without even thinking try to earn love or try to regain safety or try to have control in our lives, kind of overusing those places of strength. Wow. Well, and that is interesting because if we can identify those of us that know the Enneagram, we're like, hey, your number is coming out. (laughs) But if we can catch that of ourselves, then hopefully that does allow us to, to walk into different places of 
our journey, inviting the Lord and inviting others to help us like, hey, when I do this, would you graciously show me or tell me um, so that we can also combat some of those behaviors that we took on as kids or things that we're continuing to do over and over. So if we're using the Enneagram personality system to help gain insight and awareness to ourselves, we can also use it to gain insight into others. How does that happen? Can you unpack that a little? Yeah. The Enneagram is such a tool for empathy, right? Because with each type, it doesn't just say, hey, these are the things that are difficult about how that type shows up, but it says, here's why, right? Here's the like really deep, emotional, fear-driven, whatever is the driver that's underneath this person's response. And so someone who's so vastly different from us, if we can understand, like, these are the motivators behind this person, right? This person is fearful or in need of affirmation or trying to hang on to some semblance of control and protection in this moment, then we're able to, instead of just our personality reacting to their personality, to be able to kind of take the conversation down a couple beats in that space of awareness and say, okay, how can I actually meet them in their space of need rather than in the way that they're showing up, right? And with each Enneagram type, there's like an invitation to show up in a way that really loves them and invites out their true self in a place that isn't as defended. Wow. I found this the Enneagram team incredibly helpful in many relationships I think too, to the ability to see the strength and the gift in each person, even if it's so different than mine, to be able to say, man, that that person is incredible and they're living out of what God's put in them. And it might not always come out the right way, but to believe that they're like seeking to live out of what God's in them. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Well, I even think to be able to step back mm-hmm. and assess how mm-hmm. is somebody reacting or responding yeah. to what just happened and have enough personal insight to know how you're processing, but then also be able to understand and to see how they're responding and be able to quickly interpret that of like, oh, this isn't just an explosion or a meltdown or a crazy reaction that I don't understand to be able to understand that that's how they process and to have that empathetic response right away. Oh, this is because X, Y, Z just happened. Yes. Rather than, and I would think it would be really great, especially for couples. Mm -hmm. I know years and years ago, there was the book that came out talking about the five love languages. Yeah. And you know, I think how much healing that brought even to families that were able to finally understand, oh, the reasons they weren't able to connect with their kids before were because their kids needed more words of affirmation and they were in and of itself trying to create quality time and bonding experiences. And all they needed to do was tell their kids, I'm proud of you a little more or vice versa understanding aspects of my father, understanding that he's not a words of affirmation person, but when he wants to change my car's oil, that's an acts of service type thing. And then I can actually see that, oh, he's doing an act of love. I would 
think that the Enneagram is super similar to this of you can see those personality traits come out in people that you're like, oh, I understand they're trying to show me that something matters to them or something hurts or a way that they're responding to a situation. Has it been helpful with you in marriage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marriage and all different kinds of relationships. I've heard that Enneagram, each type considered a lens, right? And we are looking out one lens that can be really difficult to understand the other eight lenses, right? And so I think just, I mean, my husband is wired so differently from me, right? But to be able to look at how he's wired and try to get inside of his brain a little bit and understand, okay, what is he motivated by? What kinds of things are important to him? And also then to be able to understand and receive his love, right? As you're talking about love languages in a way that really fits him. I think too, especially like as a believer to even honor the way that his relationship with God looks unique because of how he's wired. And it doesn't look like maybe some of the other like meals I looked up to growing up, but it's so beautiful and earnest in the way that he's wired. And so whether it's like honoring the way someone else walks with the Lord or even beyond honor the way that we walk with the Lord, it is connected to personality as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if I were in a listener's position and this potentially is the first couple of times they're exposed to Enneagram. So you decide you're probably listening right now thinking, oh, I might want to take this test. I encourage all of my friends to actually even take a free test online, even if it doesn't give you like an in-depth, thorough, digestive 30-page printout like I got the first time, which was amazing. (laughs) Would you mind doing a breakdown of the numbers? Sure. Just like, what's a one? What's a two? What's a three? Because it's not a rating. It's really just a quick way to say, rather than saying, this is how a helper interacts with an enthusiast. It's easier just to say, this is how a one interacts with a two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe to help frame it a little bit, we can talk about each type within what we call the triads. Okay. So even maybe the simplest level to go to is the Enneagrams broken into like three parts. People who are more heart types, people who are head types, and people who are gut or body types. Mm. And it really comes down to like, how do you process life and information? How do you know things? And so the two, three, and four are in that heart triad. And people in the heart triad, they really long for affirmation and approval. And that's what they're seeking in life. And so you see kind of the strengths of the two, the three, and the four coming out, you know, how I said we overuse our strengths, right? The, the two, the helper is so using their ability to connect with others and to meet people where they're at. But there can be kind of that out of a way then to have you experience me in a certain way and return to me. Or the three is the achiever and they're so efficient and so able to just show up incredibly excellent in the world and how they work and how they relate to people Again, you can see when that's overdone, they are using that to be able to gain back that that love and affirmation. And the four is the individualist and they like to see how they're unique, how others are unique. They're drawn 
to beauty. And so for a four, it's let me show you how unique and how special I am. And maybe in that way, you're going to return back to me kind of the affirmation that I long for. Uh, and then you have the, the head types. And for all the head type, they're trying to use their brain to come to this place of peace of mind and returning to a sense of safety. And so for the five, the investigator, they're using their mind, connecting facts and observations in order to kind of regain a little bit of control and safety in the world. For the six, the loyalists, their mind is incredibly quick to think of what could go wrong. And because of their incredible loyalty to their people and love for their people, they're looking out for anything that could happen that might harm their loved ones. And so they're quick to kind of think ahead and in that way, keep the safety. The sevens are unique within the head triad in that um, they tend to have such a positive perspective on life. They're in the enthusiast. And so what's good and what's joyful and what's light and what's the the silver lining, but it also their mind in that way can be an escape from things that don't feel safe, whether it's the negative side of life or getting trapped in something that's boring. <laughs> and so using their mind and planning to kind of get, um, get through those places. And then finally you have the gut or the body triad. And these people really have like a, a gut sense about things or really kind of have a, a strength about how they show up in the world. Or, hey, this is just who I am. And so you see kind of this stereotypical in the eight, the challenger. They show up in the world of, boom, this is me. <laughs> and very much kind of their full self out there. And for the gut triad, they're seeking to regain control. And so the eight actually tends to be a very sensitive person within. And yet this force with how they show up and seek to control tends to be a protective mechanism. And with the nine, the peacemaker, they control by morphing to the people around them, to keeping the peace. And in that way, they try to really control their inner world as well as their world of relationships with others. And then finally, we have the one, the idealistic reformer. And they have such a sense of how could the world be incredible? How could I grow and be the best I possibly could be? How could the world be right? But within this, that can get overemphasized and seek to kind of control their own growth or the goodness of the people around them. So, that, I mean, we could talk for hours. There, that's the surface level description. But for people who are new, it could be helpful just kind of thinking about are they, do they connect more with that need for affirmation or control or security? Kind of start in, in that space. Wow, that's, I love hearing about them all together. You know, I would think that as you listen to all of them, we probably find little aspects of ourselves in all of them. Like, I can so relate to that. Oh my gosh. Or maybe even as Stacy was describing, you as a listener is like somebody popped to mind when she described the loyalist or you just think, oh my gosh, that totally defines my sister or something, you know, along the way. How would you say for those who haven't taken the test yet, 
Would you recommend them to go ahead and take a free assessment? Of course, you would provide that resource to take an in-depth. How can they find out more information about the Enneagram? Yeah, I'm a little hesitant myself on free tests, but it's mostly in how they're used, right? Sure. If you take a free test and you hold your results very loosely, then it can be helpful because you have an idea of what number you might be or sometimes they'll show maybe your top three numbers and then you can go and explore those further. Just if you take a free test, don't grab that result like it's truth. Just hold it, be curious about it for a while. There's a lot of great podcasts, websites, books where you can just read and explore I always tell people, bring someone else into the process with Mm. you, right? If you're wondering if you're a type, put the description in front of someone who knows and loves you well and ask them what they think and what they see. Oftentimes, our loved ones can see us even clearer than we can see ourselves. But there's a lot of great tests on the market too. The WEPS by Jerry Wagner is like $10. So that's pretty realistic. The one I use, um, Enneagram Compass is like in the $45 range, but incredibly, incredibly detailed report. And it also gets into the subtype layer Mm -hmm. and often mistype types because there's, without going too deep, there's a type within each type, a subtype within each type that's a counter type that doesn't quite look like the other types or the other subtypes within the type. So there's a lot of depth to being able to type, but um, oftentimes just reading and noticing, especially looking for kind of that, ooh, that's me response. Well, if you totally love a type, you probably aren't it. (laughs) That's so funny. That is so true. Well, and even just identifying early on with how I tested professionally, where I was like, oh my gosh, this is through and through who I am. But What I didn't know is I was taking the test through my professional lens so that when I tested again, it came up completely different. You know, that's a possibility as well. For those that are interested a little bit more, even on Instagram, you guys can search Enneagram memes. (laughs) And there's always like really funny preferences of eating habits, which obviously sounds really weird. But when it's like, this is how a nine chooses their food or something like that, like it's funny, like ridiculous stuff, but it's also, there's some incredibly insightful ones out there too, that you're like, oh, I totally relate to all of that. Steering off Enneagram just a little bit, just to focus on a little bit more about you and your story and your journey. Like, how did you know that this is what you wanted to pursue in life. I know you said at the beginning, you love helping others, but I also know that this hasn't been your lifelong journey. So can you share a little bit more of like how you decided I'm going to go this route? Yeah. I think I discovered early on that I love walking with individuals. Mm -hmm. It's connected to being a four and loving the individuality of people. And then as I continued on my own experience, I realized that life and the spiritual journey isn't necessarily clear, clean cut experience. And there's, there's so much that's mysterious about our own growth and walking with the Holy Spirit. And so that's really kind of what led me to pursue spiritual direction is So be able to hold space for someone's story to be exactly what it is Mm. 
and to listen to what has been their experience with God or with the church. Where are the places that they are needing to have conversation with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's a conversation of lament, what are those images of God that they have that don't align with His love? And so for me, it's been so essential to have those people in my life to have these honest conversations with. And that the Enneagram just dovetailed with that because it's full spiritual direction. Enneagram is all about seeing. And that's kind of the, the name of my business and what drives me is how can I help others? How can I walk with others and hold space for their story that they might be able to see the inner workings of who they are or of their relationships or of the spirit within their life? And from seeing to be able to wonder about, okay, what's what's the invitation? Mm-hmm. Growth or towards walking with God's spirit, towards health in a relationship. The next steps just kind of come out of that space of insight. Yeah, I love how you mentioned the invitation because I think with life, it's so easy to just get distracted with What's our work pursuits or what is my calling? And we forget to live life. And I know the Enneagram as well as other personality tests are merely tools to understanding like our inner workings. Mm -hmm. But ultimately it is the Holy Spirit that walks next to us and brings insights into our lives that allow us to evolve and change. How would you encourage somebody to pull in aspects of the Enneagram? First, spending some time reading and discovering more about their type, whether they already think they know it or they're they're exploring to continue to gain language, but also notice as I'm reading about the Enneagram or talking about it with someone, what things feel stronger? Mm. What things stand out to me? What pieces are am I actually noticing in life right now? Right? Oh, I'm, I'm noticing this place of fear in life, or I'm noticing in this space of transition how much I'm like trying to have control, or how much I really feel like I need people to affirm me, right? As they notice some of those things, then finding space to have those conversations, right? I'm always encouraging people just spend some time journaling, mm-hmm. noticing how those things are connecting. Talk with a good friend, spend some time asking the Lord, hey, I'm noticing this and I don't know how to navigate or how to, you know, I don't know how to respond to this deep Mm -hmm. for affirmation in this space. Would you meet me in this place of need? I think I would highly suggest a spiritual director in some of these times or, or an Enneagram coach or a counselor or someone who can help you kind of connect some of those pieces and wonder about them without judgment, but allow those places of understanding to become places where they can move towards greater healing, towards greater love, and also have some understanding of, okay, what does this point to next? Absolutely. That's all so good. I think inviting people into our stories with us You know, life really is one big transition after the next. And inviting those that we love and those we feel safe with into our own stories. And like what you said, taking time to write it down or journal about it and Mm -hmm. notice when these inner thoughts of like, 
I notice I do this a lot, or I notice I'm fearful a lot, or I notice this is how I respond and, and getting others who know you well to be able to walk that journey with you. It's so neat when you do have friends or family or colleagues that also understand the Enneagram that can be like, this has been my experience and they have the compassion and grace to walk through it with you as well at the same time. Yeah, I just love all things Enneagram. It's definitely me too. <laughs> you know, I look at it as a wonderful tool. It doesn't, it's not the sale. And that really is like measure that before the Lord and how the Holy Spirit is working in your life. But um for those that especially are in transitions where they're navigating those career changes or relationship changes or growth or evolving, the Enneagram is really a wonderful tool. So and for you, Stacy, I would love just to share a little bit more about your work and how we can find you. And for listeners that are tuning in, I will tag your website in our show notes, but tell us a little bit um, more about how we can find you. I'm happy to. So you can find me on my website, o2c.com. And you'll see when you got on there, there's a variety of work that I do. I offer spiritual direction one-on-one to individuals and just love that sacred space and conversation. The Enneagram work that I do takes a variety of venues. And so I do a lot of one-on-one coaching with individuals, as well as coaching with couples or with family members. After people have been able to do a little bit of their own individual coaching, they're in such a great place to be able to communicate with the language that they've gained some of the work that I do is I've worked with several nonprofits and churches, as well as some corporate clients, just helping them discover who they are and how they're wired and what that looks like to really support one another on a team and understand and communicate better. And then I love public speaking, whether it's about the Enneagram or spiritual formation, just helping people gain concepts and understanding that enables them to then listen to the Spirit's invitations or to walk in in the spiritual journey. And so, and I'm a four, I'm creative. I love just kind of taking any combination of those and creating something unique and different for whoever it is that's coming um, and whatever their, their goal is as far as any more spiritual journey. I love all that. That's so neat. Well, and you guys, I checked out her website before. It's pretty fun. It's neat to see some of the organizations you've worked with and would just be excited to hear if any of our listeners plug in further with you, just the insights and wisdom and just extra tools that they can gain from working with you. So gosh, I feel like it's just a high level, but as you said, the conversation go into so many more layers and those that are interested in getting testing, I just highly recommend it. It could radically impact your life. The last question I want to ask, just because I love to hear where people are at, what place would you say you are between? And then how can we pray for you going forward? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, this has actually been a prolonged season of transition for me. I was on church staff recently and about a year and a half ago, transitioned out in order to work with Denver Seminary leading their certificate in spiritual direction, but also to give a lot more time to this Enneagram coaching, the spiritual direction. And yeah, it's been interesting just navigating this 
different season, different rhythms. As I was saying earlier, it's we don't necessarily, I think two things we can do with the Enneagram is we can say, well, this is just the way I am. <laughs> or we can say, I'm I'm totally wrong. I need to change. And yet the invitation in the spirit in this time of transition has been just notice, notice some of these rhythms for me. And what you can be praying for me is noticing how much I get so excited about the work I'm involved in that I don't, I'm having a hard time finding the the rhythms of self-care and just rhythms of just kindness and attention to my own soul in the midst of this exciting work that I get to walk with others. And so the spirit's been so gentle of just, okay, we're just noticing that right now. We're noticing that it's hard. It's not for me to just buckle down and get better at it. <laughs> but um, with love, yeah, prayer for just an ear to hear the Spirit's invitations of how does He desire the rhythms of this new season to look like for me when it comes to engaging Him and engaging my own self-care. Wow, absolutely. I love that so much. I think that's, gosh, I think all of us can take that, you know, your wisdom you just share with us of just notice. Because sometimes it isn't about that change right away. It's really the Lord being like, I want to walk next to you in this. So it could be a process. But as you said, He's so gentle. And I love that He's doing that for you even right now. But we'll for sure be praying for you. And hope you continue to seek out more ways of self-care and tell Joko he needs to buy you a spa gift certificate or something. That would help with the (laughs) self-care. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time, Stacey. Listeners, I hope you gained some valuable insight and wisdom today. And again, I will tag everything in the show notes. If this encouraged you or you want to share it with somebody you love, just want to ask you to go ahead and share it. And thanks again for joining us. I'm over here cheering you on, friend. You just finished another episode of the Places Between podcast. If you want to access more, be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests, episode sponsors, upcoming retreats, and more. Like Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.